Ahoy and welcome to the Mojo Podcast, part of Mike's Open Journal. Here we're going to be talking about mental health and that includes all things illness, wellness, stigma and support and most importantly some of your very own personal stories. We're going to be covering projects, campaigns, starting conversations and mentioning some of those tools that have supported your well-being. I want to say thanks for being part of the podcast, whether that's as a guest, as a listener, hopefully as a subscriber. I'm Mike, and while I'm being mindfully mindless, hopefully myself and my amazing guests will be able to show you that you're not alone out there. Thank you for being part of the Mojo Podcast. These are real people, they do have struggles. And it starts to get on my nerves, I just shut down. So many people suffer from mental illness. To get the word out that men have got to start talking. So I told everything and her face dropped. A lot of people don't understand the depth of the situation, so they can't appreciate, yeah. It's difficult dealing with our minds. And the suicidal thoughts were back. People knew that there was something not right, but they just never really said anything or probably felt like it wasn't their place to say anything. You're not depressed, it's, it's all in your head. That's probably the statement I've had people say the most. I mean, this, this, this shit is real and it's hard, it's exhausting. And I think people realise how helpful that one conversation can be just to figure out why you are feeling the way you are. Not only did this help me to write it, Mm. it potentially might have helped some other people as well. So it sort of started from there. So many people think they're alone. And then you hear other people talk about it and they think, oh, that's, you know, that's so brave or I could relate to that. Um, And then they want to talk about it. Hello and welcome to the Mojo Podcast and episode 185. I hope you're keeping well out there and enjoying this really strange weather that's very intermittent with wind, rain, cloud, wind, rain, cloud. And then that in amongst the weeks that are going very very fast but also very slow. It's really hard to keep track of what day it is, what week it is and where we live. Oh, so confusing. Um, but yes, at this strange time... We have finally managed to <laughs> sit down uh, and uh, have a conversation with Matt and Wes uh, recording. I don't know what number episode this really is for our megacasts, but we are we are getting through them now. Uh, it was ace to sit down once again with Matt and Wes and, and catch up and have a conversation about the things that are going on for us, although we didn't have a real topic this time. Um, and I think it's it's always a little bit surprising that despite the, the geographic distance that is between us, how many similarities there are between our experiences and our insights on certain things um for me it's a real encouragement that we need to and we should encourage these conversations to continue to happen um amongst those people that we are friends with acquaintances with that are kind of around us i really enjoy just sitting down and chatting to these guys um if you like hearing this episode and and hearing uh what matt and wes have got to say maybe you want to find out a little bit more about them do go and check out their stuff uh you can find wes over at audio rising and matt at surviving your past which i think is now beyond your past um so go and check out the stuff that they're doing obviously the links in the show notes as always but please do um share and subscribe to the podcast uh obviously mine first obviously mine first but do also go and check out theirs as well there's some really great stuff sometimes we have similar guests sometimes the episodes are very different but 
that's the joy of having more people discussing these topics so i hope you really enjoy this episode as always you can find out more information about becoming a guest on the mojo podcast over at mikesopenjournal.com uh, and i look forward to talking and maybe seeing you soon i don't know am i allowed to leave the house yet i'm not sure really i can tell you i won't be though all right i hope you are having a great week hope you enjoy this episode and i look forward to talking to you again very soon life isn't always easy at the moment we can feel frustrated miss loved ones or get anxious but there are simple things we can all do to look after our mental well-being at this time every mind matters will get you started with personalized tips and advice from the nhs whether it's dealing with stress, techniques to help you relax, or simple tips for better sleep, we'll help you find what's right for you. Search Every Mind Matters today. Oh, there he is. Do you have your coffee? <laughs> oh, absolutely. I don't do anything without coffee. I know. I already had like three cups this morning, and now I have iced tea. So. <laughs> you and your liquid diet. Exactly right. <laughs> Especially in the morning when my voice isn't up to snuff either. Right. I have a deeper voice in the morning too. Almost sounds like yours, Wes. <laughs> I have almost no voice in the morning. It's just like, what? <laughs> How's it going, guys? Crazy times, dude. Crazy times. You know, that's, I can't answer it any better than that. How's Mike? Yeah, not too, not too bad, not too bad feel just really busy like i think yesterday and friday evening we haven't really done much like we've napped and just not done much it's just feels like really exhausting even though you're not kind of you're not it don't feel like you're doing much just mentally exhausting over here at the moment so yeah yeah that's i think that's kind of where we're at too is just like you say, mentally exhausting. It's just, mm. you know, it's no good. Now, is um, are you guys experiencing a spike again, or is the the majority of it passed? Yeah, not yet. Um, we are like the, we've had uh, school for uh, I think it's kids that are four years old seven is it four four seven and eight or something like that um they've gone back and then tomorrow we've got a lot more um like workplaces and public places opening up again oh, so okay. okay i think it'll be a case of seeing the end of this kind of the end of june start of july i guess because i think some of the stuff I was reading before said it's about a two to three week period until you sort of see the effects of anything. So, right. Um, I guess early July will be telling for us as to how successful we've been in getting rid of mm. stuff. But it's hard. It's hard. I think it feels really hard to tell because you have like so little confidence in anybody oh, yeah. that's speaking with authority. It's mm. not like you go, oh well, they've told us this, so that is the case. It's just mm. like, wow. Yeah, that's that's kind of what uh, that's my viewpoint exactly. It's like, you, you know, I've gotten. Well, I'm gonna segue here. I don't want to do that. Hey, Matt, um, how is it in your neck of the woods? 
Your segues always take us down a good path. Right? Uh, well, you know, I, I had a couple that just <laughs> popped into my mind this morning. but Oh, good. All right. We'll just write them down <laughs> before you forget, and then I'll talk for a second. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but but how, is, uh, how is it going there? Uh, PA um, is opening back up most of the counties, like, uh, like um, are starting to go into what we are considering the green phase right now, which is the pretty much the last phase until they actually create some kind of vaccine for this thing or whatever. So mm -hmm. most of the businesses across the state are opening up to like 75% capacity, um, you know, uh, you know, restaurants and things, salons, that kind of stuff. Gyms, I think are starting to open up more. So it's slowly but surely getting there. Um, PA is, is in a big, I don't want to say, so don't take this the wrong way, but I, I almost think there, there's a there's a big upheaval coming in this state. There are a whole lot of people, right or wrong, and of course we're not getting into that part on the show, but there are a lot of people that really hate the way that this whole thing was run. So there's a lot of unrest. There's a lot of uncertainty. Mm -hmm. Government is turning on itself in this state right now. Um, people are really kind of just – they're dealing with this in a way that, that I guess they think is the best way possible, but they're not happy with the way things have turned out, the way things were run the beginning. So there's a lot of unrest in Pennsylvania right now with just uh, – not, not not only government, but, of course, you know, businesses getting back open and stuff. So I, mm. it's – you know, we, I mean we are seeing like a definite decline in like the cases and stuff. Now, mm. you know, like, like Mike said – um, you know, since, since we just started, you know, opening up a couple weeks ago, we should, if there's going to be another spike, we'll probably see it in like later this month or early July, if there's going to be one, but cases have been trending down for weeks now, like the last three weeks to, um, I think at, at, at its highest point, there was like a thousand a day that were mm -hmm. like, uh, tested positive. Um, right now that's down to, I think new cases per day, I think it's like well under like 300 now which is not good but it's a lot better when it was so right, right okay well that's you know i was just telling my wife yesterday i said the only thing that keeps me sane is faith and the fact that everybody on the planet is in the same boat i'm in you know i mean mm -hmm. i could i could spin out of control in a heartbeat if i felt like i was alone <laughs> you know? mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. when i hear when i hear what you guys are dealing with it reminds me you know even though we're in different phases of this i guess mm. we're still all in the same boat so it's like you know if if i get too down i'm like you know you're not experiencing something that's not being felt nationwide worldwide you know however however i want to phrase it and it's funny because um well, maybe we can get into this in a minute, too. Uh, from a mental health standpoint, I think we're probably all used to actually being alone in our silent suffering. You know, there's not there's not a whole lot of things that we deal with that that we feel like literally everyone around us has experience in or has, you know, so uh, it's been kind of weird for me because I want to, you know, my instinct is to kind of suffer in silence and keep my mouth shut. And I have to constantly be reminded that I'm in, I'm in the same, I live in the same world as everyone else. You know, <laughs> so everyone gets what I'm talking about from their own perspective. So that's, uh, that's encouraging. The discouraging part is here in Arizona, we're one of, I think it's 14 states that are experiencing a spike. And um, whether it's coincidence or not, 
they lifted the stay at home order <clears throat> excuse me the stay at home order three three or four weeks ago so it's disheartening to i mean you know you're inundated here with every day everything that pops up on my phone tells me how many new cases and you know last week it was Arizona doubles its one day, you know, diagnosis rate and, uh, you know, deaths are increasing. And so we start to see local and, and Matt, can, well, actually, both of you can probably relate to this, but we start to see our local authorities. <clears throat> I don't want to say walking it back, but kind of turning a little bit around a corner and going, um, yeah, you know, you should really probably keep those masks on. And yeah, if you if you still feel comfortable staying home, by all means, stay home. And it just keeps climbing and climbing. The rates just keep climbing and climbing. And, and so it's like, I, I think my biggest fear in all of this is that everything that we did over the past three or four months as a society um, is, my biggest fear is that we, it would all be for nothing because this was going to hit us again regardless it, as soon as we started opening things up. And that's exactly what happened. I mean, restaurants out here are about um, – it, it's literally every other table that's that's blocked off. Um, <laughs> the, you know, we've still got places closing early. We've still got people, you know, wiping down your shopping carts before you go into the, the store. Um Probably out here, if you walk into a place and, and look around to see who's wearing a mask and had to take a head count, you'd probably say about a third of people are actually wearing masks. And most of that is due to the fact that Arizona, compared to every, well, most every everywhere else in the states, I mean, we were next to nothing. You know, I mean, we, we have cases and, and, you know, just... You, you worried about it every day and but at the same time compared to other states we were in like the bottom third of states that had anything to deal with um so seeing a spike three or four weeks after we quote unquote reopened um is disheartening i don't i don't like it i think it i think it i think it irritates me now Maybe it's just the fact that Arizona didn't have a spike yet, and this was going to happen regardless. Um, but it just feels shitty, <laughs> you know, for, for lack of a better term. It just makes everybody feel that way, you know. So we don't know what's coming around the corner. The you know, I, I'm I'm convinced that I was convinced in the beginning that the government and medical research and everything else was just as clueless as we were. And now kind of like Matt alluded to, it's, it seems like it's 90% politics, 10% medicine. Yeah. I cannot agree we, more. Yeah, yeah. I've seen, um, I think it was, I don't know if it was last week or week before, there's been a couple of documentaries we've had that have shown or tried to show that it seems like, the like the scientists and the researchers and the stuff have been very aware for a, a year or six months ish or of an upcoming issue um but for whatever reasons our our government have decided actually it's not as serious as it was um looking like it was going to be so there, there wasn't that preparation um and i don't know if it's that 
Um, oh, it's not going to affect us. In my head, I'm almost... I, I don't know if there's a little bit of Britishness about it, of like, oh, it'll be fine. Like, don't worry about that. That'll affect somewhere else. It won't affect us. Um, and I think, yeah, it was definitely not taken as seriously. And it's really interesting. You were talking about kind of the mask um, usage as well. And I think initially... Um, kind of in the first couple of weeks I think the first two or three weeks um, I went out once a week to do our shopping and mask usage seemed to be really high um, and since then it feels like it's kind of dropped down to to yeah like you say less than a third I think of people are using it at the moment whether that will change after tomorrow because more places are opening up here and um, we've been told that if you're using public transport, you have to wear a mask. Mm. Um, so maybe that will change because there's a clear ruling on that. Whereas if you're just in a shop or a public place, you don't legally have to be wearing one. Um, but I think uh, you picked up on a couple of really interesting things um, that I wanted to kind of jump back to a little bit. Uh, that uh, that idea of sort of some of us, I would say particularly the three of us, maybe a bit more prepared for um being a bit more isolated or the working from home in that um we've got that independent working and also our our experience of mental health means that sometimes we are a bit more prone to i would say isolated thinking or working um yes. potentially i know that's definitely the case for me and i feel like i think we might have touched on this last time that that initial period i adapted to really well i was like okay i'm working from home now um it's something i've done before okay not for like a hundred percent of the time but it's not a huge shift and i found in the last probably month or so um that's become really difficult now it's that extended period of time like the it's not just concentration it's the lack of doing anything other than you work and then you're just at home mm. um and i've also found now that uh it's I don't, I don't know over three months of, of being at home yeah. that i really struggle with going outside now if we go for like if we go for a walk or something and we're going somewhere i know that's fine um and i can go to the supermarket because i, I know it but we went to a garden center about a week or two weeks ago and i was just as soon as we got in the car to go because i knew we were going somewhere i didn't know i'm not going to know what the people are like and how they're going to observe stuff. I was so panicked on the way there mm. and almost had a version of a panic attack while we were in the shop. And I was just like, I've just become so, I don't know, institutionalized at home. Mm. Um, and I think it, it's not something that I struggled with before at all. And it is that side of realizing actually there are going to be a lot of um kind of low to mid-level symptoms and struggles that i think people are going to have as we come out of this um for whatever reason that that is going to impact on us working and living post lockdown right wow that's that we could expand on <laughs> for a while yeah. matt your thoughts well it Yes. And I mean, I think I agree to a point in terms of, you know, staying at home kind of stuff or being isolated or that kind of thing, because like when this whole thing started, I was already working at home. So I'm like, oh, you know, my life doesn't change a whole lot. I mean, but 
when, like the longer this is drug on, I realize my life has changed more than what I thought it would because I can't go like, you know, I mean, yes, I work from home all the time since I left my engineer job like, like two and a half years ago, but I still had a routine or things that I did that I went out to places. Like I would go to Best Buy and just walk around just because it was fun. Or I would go to certain places and walk around just to get out of the house or to be around people or whatever. And now like the whole culture of everything has changed. So even when you're walking around, like, you know, you can't see anybody, uh, you know, like all you see is their eyes. So like you can't smile at anybody. They can't smile at you. You can't hardly say hello to anybody because they can't understand you through a damn mask. You know, you can't be, you can't go and do the same things you did before. Like, even if you can physically do it, it doesn't feel the same. Right. And which is weird, right? Because I mean, you know, I I like to do all those things, and you know, for the first like three months, I couldn't do them at all because you couldn't go anywhere because everything was closed. Now things are opening up. It still doesn't feel the same, and I'm like, well, now what do I do? Because you know, I mean, this is going to be with us for the rest of the year at least in some capacity. Like, you know, I, I I'm, it's going to keep lightening up unless something happens. But either way, like for the rest of the year, we're going to be dealing with this. Like this whole year, like like 2020 has just been ridiculous. I mean, none, none of us have ever seen anything like it. And even if you are used to things or you're prepared for things or, you know, you know, like like we, we, we were talking about, we've kind of somehow or in some ways already been doing some of these things. It's a lot more. Uh, what's the word? Exasperated <laughs> or a lot more whatever now than what it was like three or four months ago because every bit of your routine that you did has been altered like you know you're obviously you're at home more but even when you go out you have to be more careful and you know you're washing your hands more and you're using hand sanitizer more and i think i i miss the connection with people the most um you know i mean i am like i enjoy working from home i enjoy doing what i do and like 95 90 percent of my work is virtual anyway but still that little bit of connection with like human people was something that I missed quite a bit. And I didn't realize how much I missed it until I couldn't do it anymore, you know, for yeah. a while, yeah. which is weird, you know, because I, I consider myself a somewhat of, of a, of a people person in that, you know, I, I, I like to go people watch and I like to go walk around stores and just window shop and just get out of the house for a while. And when all you see is people just kind of huddling together and, you know, they've got their masks on and nobody's talking to each other. They're just, you know, you know, like staying away or from, from, from crowds and, mm. you know, distancing and social you know, at uh, supermarkets and, you know, the families all stick together, but then there's like, you know, 20 feet of space around everybody else. It just, it feels weird. And, and honestly, the guy, like, I hate it. I hate it. Yeah. And it, you guys are both alluding to something that I can relate to. And well, and Matt, you know, the band Cinderella once told us, don't know what you got till it's gone. Um, <laughs> yes. And I hate that song, and yet it plays in my head at least once or twice a week. <clears throat> but um, you guys, you know, you were talking about, uh, and I've heard a version of it from both of you, where it's like, okay, in the beginning, this was okay. You know, it's like, all right, I can, I can do this. This is not, you know... And, um, to, well, and like I alluded to before with what Arizona's dealing with numbers-wise, I, I kind of feel like we moved into a second phase here, which was um, worse than the first phase, if it can get worse. And I'm just like, you guys were saying, in the beginning, um, it's like Mike said, in the beginning, I was like, yeah, this is okay for me. And I got, you know, 
full disclosure here, I was I was branded essential personnel, and I don't work around uh, a lot of people. And the people where I work in manufacturing, if they're first off, they they can't be uh, they can't be less than six feet um, apart because of their job, and they all have to wear masks anyway. So, you know, I'm thinking, well, they have, you know, life hasn't really changed where I work. I mean, there's literally sometimes only one person in the whole building that my office is in. So I'm good with that. Uh, but uh, this this prolonged thing is is really starting to get on my nerves. We're in the beginning. My wife, who is very social, very outgoing and very comfortable in her own skin, was uh, I mean, she was miserable those first few weeks because she is working from home. I, I don't even remember what our kitchen or what our dining room table looks like. Uh, one, because we just bought it last year. And two, because, it, you know, she's got a docking station, uh, two screens, uh, you know, wires going everywhere. Um, I don't know how she's ever going to go back to just a desk. She might have to move her desk out in her office and go buy a, a dining room table. Um <laughs> But she was miserable, and and I think over the course of time, she's gotten a little bit better. She's gotten a little more acclimated to it, whereas I was fine and am just now starting to feel the agitation and the anger and the, the frustration. Um, and that, you know... You know, Matt says he, you can't even see anybody because you're talking to him through a mask and... and and the misses here would say, yeah, but half the people in Arizona, you know, will cover their mouth, but they, they put it under their nose. They don't want to hide their glorious mustache or something. I don't know what the thing is. But <laughs> she's, she, you talk about people. It's probably you because you have an epic beard, dude. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, it's funny because um, she will point out and critique to you how someone is wearing their mask. And it goes right back to something that Matt just said. People watching. She, she's a people watcher. You know, so I, I've got that to kind of pick on her about. Because before, it was just front yard landscaping. we drive by a place, and she'd point at the house and go, trim your bush. And, you know, so, so there was that critique. But now it's how people are wearing their masks. So that's, that's fun. But um, I, I think... I don't know. If you guys had to put a percentage on uh, how much of this is the unknown, how much of this is actual infection from our point of view or fear of, and how much of it is just being so pissed off at the amount of contradictory information we're subjected to literally 24-7. What do you guys think? <sighs> I don't. Uh, I don't know about percentages because it probably changes depending on the, what I've recently seen or watched. <laughs> um, I think every every time I see the like a news conference or press conference, that I find often very frustrating because it it lacks a clear guidance, or it seems to, in my opinion, it very much. Um, tries to take too much consideration for how people might feel about the situation. And it's like, well, no, look, if this is um, this is a 
a deadly virus that we don't have a, a cure for we some of us and this includes me might be upset with the conditions that we have to live and work in for a little while um and i think one of the one of the things in one of our early press conferences was about are we we're not going to lock down at this stage because people will just get tired or bored of it and stop doing it <laughs> it's like, right Right. So that's not a good reason to not do it. Um, <laughs> just it's such a strange. Uh, people won't do it, so we're not going to bother. Right? Okay. Um, so yeah, that that annoys me. I think for me, it's probably a lot of the um, the the mixed messaging is I think mm. what has made me more anxious and more cautious of certain situations because it's very unclear about um, whether being two meters or six feet from someone actually makes any difference um thank you I, i've seen i've seen studies that say um it's to do it's to do with the essentially the saliva that leaves your mouth which can travel from two uh i think it's two meters to nine meters mm. so i'm like right okay so we're standing the minimum distance i don't understand the point of that um that it just it seems a sort of a bit oh we've picked this and we're doing this but it doesn't necessarily match um and i think that the unknown has been quite difficult and it has felt particularly at the beginning and i think it's coming back now that there is um guidance rather than a ruling um so all the time it was we are in what was called lockdown you've you've got to stay at home um that was a clear ruling there's clear guidance around what we're going to do when it's the shops are open don't go in if it's too busy like well what's too busy mm. why <laughs> um you need to stand two meters well, no one's walking around with a ruler so how are you going right. um like you say you've got to wear a mask okay but you need to say it has to cover like your your nose and your mouth or whatever just uh, um and i find that in between very anxious and i think that's why a couple of times i've spoken to people about uh that the anxiety of going out recently and they were sort of what are you what are you worried about I'm like, i don't know because in reality if i do catch it i will probably be fine like my health is reasonably good um and i'm not in one of the like the danger age groups so i should be okay so I don't really know what I'm worried about, but I can tell you, I am very worried. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's just the, the lack of of kind of messaging um, and a, a, a clarity around if there are different stages for certain things, why that's happening. And um, I mean, my my dad moved to Spain last year. Um, so we've been picking up bits of messages about how they're doing and what the rules are and um even when i've spoken to him briefly as as grumpy as he is and as much as he doesn't listen to the messages he still knows there are these four or five stages we're at this stage um because we're in a province they're in a province that is quite high risk so they are um two to four weeks behind everyone else in the country um but even he's picked that up and i'm like the only reason why we have any differences in um, in the UK is because there is diluted sort of rulings on health. Mm. Um, so in uh, when our prime minister speaks and gives the, the guidance for us in the UK, he can only give guidance for England, Scotland, Wales and Northern Ireland can 
sort of do something different and they are doing something different um so it just i think that probably for me has been enough to go i don't really understand what's going on or why these things are happening mm. um it doesn't for, for me personally it doesn't matter if i agree or disagree with them i'm just not clear on what they are mm. uh, and i think that does lead to a lot of anxiety and worry about what's happening and where are we moving to in the future yeah yeah and not to jump in on on matt's time but it's it's interesting that it's like okay like you said mike there's there's um there's frustration in this but we can't even get to the point where we know whether we agree or disagree with the rulings because they're so wishy-washy <laughs> you mm. know i would mm -hmm. love to be able to say that's right leadership right on you go or yeah. You're insane. This is the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. We can't even do that because we're basically getting both messages daily. You know, mm. do this, but only kinda. And then, mm. you know, uh, yeah. And it's it's interesting that wasn't Italy the biggest hotspot? It wasn't Spain. I think it was Italy. Um, yeah, Italy. And then I saw where over the weekend where France is opening up for tourism a lot a lot more and i'm like but weren't these countries that had mandatory keep your ass in the house rules or, or am i off there i don't i don't remember uh i don't remember france i think some of uh, some of the european countries for, I get from the outside. I'm not I'm not sure. It seemed like they were quite strict rulings. Right. Um and not necessarily early, but earlier than we did. Um, so I think I can understand why they might be opening up more um, if they've got that opportunity. I mean, it's been really interesting recently to see some of the stuff about New Zealand and see that they're now um, COVID clear and they're opening up. And um, although they do have, I think I've seen it described as, uh, uh, what is it? Um, kind of natural social distancing in that right. because there are so many open spaces the population is far less um but yet they've had clear messaging um strict guidance and stuck to that um and i think there's a lot to be seen from that i mean yeah okay you've got more open spaces and less population can't necessarily change that um but it is interesting to see how how you react and the actions you take does affect um how long and how hardly hit you are by a virus yeah and i i think that i think that much is obvious is uh, the closer we get the worse this gets and the more we the more we isolate self you know whatever mm. term they want to use it does seem to it's the only solid bit of information we seem to have to go on so matt i jumped in your spot you go ahead yeah <laughs> I'll forgive you. It's all right. It's still early for you, and it's that. Yeah. It's, it's actually early for me right now. <laughs> it's all that coffee sinking in now. Yes, it is. Yes. It is like, um, yeah, like well, there's like so many points to touch on, and actually something else I want to get to before we wrap this up today at some point is, um, yes, around here it is the mixed messaging which is driving people nuts the most because you've got the World Health Organization says this, the CDC says that, the local government says this, the shop owners say that wear a mask don't wear a mask it does nothing it does something get a vaccine oh wait we're not going to have one. Oh wait we're getting closer to one okay well let's try this drug well that doesn't work well yes it does work like oh my god I, i'm so sick of it to this yeah. point to where i and i think that is where 
most of, and I can only speak to where I live and from what I've seen, so take it for what it's worth. But people, I think, are just, yes, fed up with the mixed messaging, but I think they're also just fed up with the whole, uh, well, people are, most people around here are still wearing masks. I mean, every shop you go into, they're wearing masks. The majority of people are, but there are more and more every day that are not because I think, honestly, there's they're just so sick of having to do something, and this this kind of is just how it is around here. They're so sick of wearing a mask that that they're just and staying at home that they're just like the hell with it. Like I I I don't even care anymore, and that's that's a big thing around here. Like um, I mean, right or wrong, it is a lot of people are. They're they're sick of the mis- mixed messaging, so basically they're they're making their own decisions based on what they mm-hmm. feel is best for their family. Absolutely, and, you know, because mm-hmm. and you know because like you you cannot get clear guidance because everybody changes their tune every week. Do this, don't do that. Well, you know, and so you pretty much just have to. I think well, you don't have to, but I think most people around here are just saying, I'm just going to do whatever I think is best, and, I, and I'm just going to roll with it and see what happens because clearly mm-hmm. what what we've been doing so far doesn't work because nobody knows what they're, what they're talking about. And that's, you know, I mean, because this is unknown and because it's been, you know, hit everybody so quick, there is a lot of unknowns. So you have, you know, I give latitude to people who are trying to figure it out, but at the same time, there's no clear messaging from the top bottom. It's all just everybody kind of, here's the general guideline. And then this, this is what we think will probably work and what we think you should do, but we don't really know. So just go do what you want. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, and that's the frustrating part. And, of course, that leads to a lot of panic buying of everything, which you guys know, I'm sure. Panic buying of everything under the sun. I mean, right now, grocery stores and places are not running out of things like they were a month ago. Like, you can find plenty of of, of paper towels and stuff now and all that. So mm-hmm. that's, you know, which is good. Um, but, yeah, it is a lot of it is is the fear of the unknown leads to a lot of panic buying. And then also the fear of the messaging of depending on who you listen to will drive what you think you need to do. So, like, there's so many schools of thoughts with this. That you, I mean, we, we could literally spend all day trying to figure out which one it is. But it ultimately it comes down to around here. People are just people are tired of getting mixed messaging. They're tired of doing what they have been doing. They just want to get out and do something. So um, plus, you know, because a lot of businesses have closed and people have you know been relying on unemployment and they're not getting their checks. They're panicking, so they're so they're going back to work sooner, just to feed their family. So this is all just so un, unprecedented that it's really just unreal. But something else um, that maybe you guys can both touch on is Wes. You mentioned about how you get like uh, uh, alerts on your phone all the time about you know new cases and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. How in the world do you do it, man? Like I, I literally, honest to God, I cannot watch the news anymore. I can't watch mainstream news. I can't watch mm. any apps. I can't do it because no matter what I turn to, whether like if I turn on Amazon streaming, if I turn on Netflix, if I turn on the news, if I go to something, there's there's an ad somewhere saying stay home, wear a mask, stop COVID, blah, blah, blah. Like I, I can't get away from it. And I can't get away from all the, all the negativity and, you know, the mixed messaging to the point where I just literally stopped watching. Like I, I can't watch it. I turned off all my news apps. I turned off all the notifications. Like, I'll check a local news source, like maybe a couple times a week, just to see what's new. But beyond that, I can't do it anymore. It literally causes me anxiety, and I'm an anxiety coach. Like, I can't do it. No, and and I I totally agree. I everything you're saying, I'm like I'm feeling it while you're saying it, and um, I, I have kind of turned off, if not removed, an app or two. Um, 
you know, just for that because I feel like I'm getting a lot of the sensationalized uh, narrative from, you know, I'll just say at the right and the left, uh, as opposed to where I think the majority of us are, which is right in the middle. Um, and so, and I've always been kind of a news junkie, you know, so I, I like to know what's going on. Like, you know, we'll be sitting and watching and some story will happen that's, you know, got big ramifications and, and she'll watch it for 10 minutes and go, okay, I think I've got the gist of it. No, I want to keep watching because I want to see what the next development is and the next about, you know, and with this, I, I simply can't do it. Matter of fact, when I'm trying to go to sleep at night, I will generally have white noise or something on in my headphones and, you know, just try and disengage from the garbage. And I got to the point um, around, I guess, about the beginning of the month that I started listening to the uh, the news, um, the news recordings from D-Day originally as it was happening. And I'm like, you know, this is interesting. And it was like, I mean, there's there's probably eight or ten hours of coverage, probably more than that. But I, I haven't gone through it because a lot of it, just like today's news, is repetitive. Um, and I'm like, I just need to, I just need to get out of this era for a minute. <laughs> you know? I just, I can't stand 2020 anymore. In fact, I bought a T-shirt that just has a dumpster on fire, and on front of the dumpster it says 2020. So 2020 being a <laughs> yes. dumpster fire is is a thing for me, um, but yeah, I can I can glance Matt to answer your initial question. I can look at it and go, oh crap, another 1,500 cases overnight. Da 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 da. Swipe, I'm done. I can't I can't look at any more. I can't listen to any speeches. I because I say you know it's going to pop up on Twitter and I'm going to see the gist of it anyway. So I am not going to sit and and listen to 45 minutes of the same crap that we've heard a dozen times uh, and then people trying to tear down, you know, me media people on either side trying to tear down what was just said based on their personal bias politically. And that's where I get frustrated with the with the majority of it is I'm, I'm you know, over here it's, I mean, it's, it's literally, um, it feels like uh, did Trump cause the virus or did he not cause the virus? <laughs> you know, that, that's pretty much it. You know, he probably called Boris to tell him he was he was inventing the virus. But that's that's it. Other than that, Trump did. Or, you know, and, and I agree with you guys. I think these these people that we're listening to are educated human beings, the majority of them, who don't have much more of a clue than you and I do. You know, I mean, they know what um, they know what's worked in the past. They know what we should probably be doing. And uh, Mike referred to droplets. You know, droplets. Mm -hmm. If I'm talking to you, you're going to get my droplets. So we say that around the house all the time. One of us will sneeze or or use a word that starts with a P, and the other one is like, <laughs> okay, no droplets. Watch it. Um, but it's. It, it's it's impossible. I can't. I'm like you. I can't watch anything. Um, and unfortunately, right now we're caught over here, especially in between pandemic and riots. So oh, yeah. now, 
you know, that's a whole other <clears throat> can that we don't even need to open today, but it's just one of those, I just want to grab the entire world by the hair and say, stop the petty crap and just get along, you know. Um, but, yeah, it's it's dang near impossible. I mean, we can't avoid it, but I do find myself migrating toward things that are the furthest away from what we're dealing with now, you know. Um, and it's... Yep. It's, yep. it's because it's just, it is, it's overwhelming. And it's, I walk around with a heavy heart all the time. You know, I, I was just saying yesterday, I'm like, you know, we were like, we started watching, we were streaming a couple of, of, well, new to us shows that are on Netflix. And we keep looking at each other like, ah, remember when you used to be able to walk on the beach and there were other people at the beach and people were barbecuing and talking to their neighbors over the fence. Those were the good old days, you know, even though it's literally like 12 <laughs> months ago. So uh, yeah. I give up. <laughs> I think it, it is. It's really hard with the, with the news updates because you get crossed between um, like not wanting to miss out on something that's important, yes. but also 90 plus percent of it isn't really important to, to most of us they are literally mm. updates for for news stories mm. um i know i think the f first two weeks i was watching everything listening to everything and um at that stage it felt like every day there was a really important new thing to learn or to be aware of right. um but gradually it just it, it felt like i don't actually know any more today than i did before but mm. i've just come away feeling angry or annoyed or whatever yeah. um so i think over time i i've managed to step back and whether it's through well, it must be through social media i've been aware of okay i need to listen this sunday or this wednesday because there's going to be a key update um and on the most part i've probably listened to them live or later on the same day um and then avoided the rest but i have now kind of got to the stage where i'm starting to feel and this this does start to cross over a little bit with some of the riots and things like that happening at the moment where everything on social media is about two stories and that's it yep. um and they are really important we should be talking about them we should be we, we should be learning but often it is just it's let's shout the same message and tell people they don't know the right things or um, we're not acting in the way that we should. We need to be wearing masks and you're not wearing masks. We need to not be going to the beach and da 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 da. Um, and it just becomes a little bit less of um, a discussion on social media. But it's not really a, an opportunity to learn. Um, and so it, for me, I think social media has become a little bit like those news sites where it's like, here's, here's the story and that's it. Mm -hmm. um, and it's starting to get to that stage where, you know, I'm just... just kind of minding your own um sense of self as well and actually is it really good for you to to reminisce and focus in on one or two stories all of the time actually you you do need to be able to step back and remember that um we are going to probably naturally be drawn to our phones or devices more at the moment because you're, you're not going anywhere you're not going to be distracted by a lovely view because you know what you've seen that view quite a lot of times over the last three <laughs> three or four months um it's the same rooms it's the same buildings you're talking to the same personal people that you live with 
Um, so it is, yeah, it's being mindful of that and not going, oh, there's nothing else to do, so I'm just going to look here and keep scrolling through and picking up these stories. If it is, like you say, sitting back, listening to something, watching something, even if it's white noise, just stepping back, I think, from, from the news and updates is really important and to recognise by default, I think we're going to be drawn to it more so than we would usually. Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. Um, one thing I want to throw out there, and I think this is just, I don't know, I don't know what this is. Did anyone notice that as this started in the first couple of months, if you go onto any of the streaming apps, Netflix, Amazon, whatever, they had taken every epidemic or pandemic movie made in the last 100 years and threw it up there as if you wanted to watch that. <laughs> not going to lie. Not going to lie. I think the start of the second month, I was all on those films. <laughs> <laughs> I was like... No, I was like, right, I need to learn this shit. <laughs> What do we do? You know, people walking around in hazmat suits, you know, and, and it's like, okay, I don't know that I'm ready to go there yet. You know, maybe, maybe five years from now, if this is all over, if I say, um, then, then I'll be going, yeah, okay. You know, um, but you know, in the beginning, people were certain that this was, you know, this was bringing about the zombie apocalypse. So I haven't seen any zombies yet. Um, but, uh, except me when I first get out of bed in the morning. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just thought that that was a little bit over the top for, you know, I mean, it's like they had a whole section. It's like, okay, when, when, when Halloween rolls around, you've got every horror movie ever made, you know, Christmas rolls around and it's. 99%, you know, here's a whole section of Christmas movies. Now we have the pandemic section. And they should just call it that, you know, so that <laughs> should those call of us, it that. you know, the pandemic session. The, it just the, comes up on under trending. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, seriously, I, I have no doubt. I have no doubt. Because I'm like, I, you know, that's not going to distract me. <laughs> you know? So, yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah, I think I I think I was quite quick to watch what's it? Um I think there's a pandemic a pandemic and contagion. I think those were the two I was like, oh picking up some tips on how to survive here. There you go. There you <laughs> Outbreak go. two was on there. Outbreak the was outbreak you know, the monkey there. and the virus. Oh my god. Yes. Oh, all over the yeah. place. Yeah, it was there. All for your viewing pleasure. Yep. Yep. <laughs> oh, well, what else we got? Anything else going on? Um, I can't think when we recorded the last episode. I think in between our last episode and, and now. I've got engaged. What? Mm. <laughs> Look at Ooh. you go. That's why you were shopping wedding venues. That's what I was trying to find out. And I'm like, wait, why? <laughs> Um, so yeah, I think, oh, I can't remember that. I think that's about a month-ish ago. I think so. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, um, added to the, the mental busyness of, of things to do and try and sort out. But, um, it's definitely, when I think back to 
probably well probably like two or three episodes ago years ago um yeah i never would have thought i would be in this situation again so um i'm yeah really excited for for what's next and and hopefully um uh, we're crossing our fingers for next summer so um yeah fingers crossed awesome. congratulations man thank you very much yeah well, i saw that and i was like wait a minute what's he trying to tell us what's he trying to tell us we expect an invitation to this wedding. So, you yes, know. yes. Even if we have to, even if we have to attend via Zoom, oh, we're gonna. Yeah. You could get, you know, you could get like a, a couple of tablets and put them in two empty chairs, and, and then one of them. Will this be... is Matt and Wes. <laughs> Forgive me if I don't shake hands. This is Matt and Wes. You know. I'll just get a little tripod and a camera sat on the chair. There you go. There you go. We can watch the whole proceedings. Well, cool. I, you know, that's, that's very awesome. Obviously, she doesn't know what she's getting herself into with you, but <laughs> hey, other than that, no, dude, we love you. We want the best for you. So, and there you go. That's going to, you're engaging in something that's going to last longer than this friggin' pandemic. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> That's that's a good thing. We had a we had a niece who had planned for a year and a half, if not two years, for her wedding. It was supposed to be in Houston, and everybody was going to go, and they postponed it because it was supposed to be in April, and then they rescheduled, and then they just outright canceled it and said, you know, we're just going we're just going to go ahead and get married now, and we'll deal with the celebration later. And I was like. Mm -hmm. I know what my, my what my wife and her sister went through just canceling all of their, you know, canceling the the Airbnb, canceling the flights. Can't you know? I can't imagine trying to cancel an entire wedding. It was just horrible, you know. So I've seen. Um, I've got a few friends that would have um, had their weddings over the last sort of two months. Um, and yeah, there's a combination of um, postponed to, I think most are now postponed until early next year, mm. but one is postponed until the end of this year. And I'm just like, oh, I don't know. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it, it must be so difficult to, to be in that situation. I mean, we've gone, we're looking at next summer and that's as early as I could kind of mentally prepare myself for. I was like, I just don't. I'm struggling to go to the garden center. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah the, the last thing you want to do is be engaged in a panic attack while you're trying to get married. That's not that's not a good thing. You know, even though positive emotions do sometimes override those, I've found. You know, it's like you're so excited you don't even think to have a panic attack. <laughs> I was like, if only I could be happy all the time, I'd never have a panic attack. You know. <laughs> But yeah, I think it's it is really difficult for for anyone to be planning anything. I know we've struggled with with stuff at work. Looking at um, we want to plan a like a supporters event for November, um, and we're trying to balance off. Are we going to do something in person or are we just going to plan it online? So um, mm. yeah, it's it's really difficult to to plan ahead and to see um, what you're doing. So yeah, difficult for for lots of people. I think. Yeah, it is. I don't think it's the only people it's easy on are the ones that have now have an excuse to go absolutely nowhere and deal with absolutely no one. 
um, which I kind of would have thought would have been me, <laughs> you know, a year <laughs> ago. But uh, strangely enough, I'm kind of like Matt. I kind of miss social interaction, which just saying that makes me cringe. And it's mm-hmm. not that I don't uh, – the joke is um, I don't like other people, which is totally not true. I love people. I just – I've never felt comfortable – around other humans <laughs> <You know? laughs> waiting for that to be tailored i just i just really like them <laughs> no i miss no. them but i can't stand them well it's like yeah. you know like i i'll text people and they'll text me hey how's it going this and that but i'm just not a phone person i don't i don't talk to anybody on the phone <laughs> I send texts, I send emails, I send voice messages, you know, whatever. But, you know, I, I just part of that comes from being on the phone a lot at work, which I also don't like. But um, it's like yeah. a work task. Yeah. Yeah. It does feel like a work task. I mean, I know when I worked in a call center one time years ago, the last thing I wanted was for the phone to ring when I got home. Hmm. And this was, you know, back before phones. Everybody had a landline back then. Mike, Michael, have to Google that, Matt. <laughs> landline, Mike, landline. It's like it, thing. you plug it into the ground. Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and they had this dial, and you had to move this dial around in a circle, dude. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, it could be worse, Matt. It could, you know, we're not from the era where uh, people would say, "Yes, give me Kensington three seven five. You know, we actually had we had numbers to dial, but yes, know, we did. We did. That was, that was about it. <laughs> and I don't have anybody's phone number memorized anymore. It's just, you know, it's just me neither. Button, you right. know, I can remember my phone number from when I was nine, but I, I can't tell you anybody's phone number today. <laughs> uh, the older I get, the more useless information I've accumulated. Yes. I could not agree more. <laughs> I accumulate it and then I forget it. Yeah. yeah, my biggest joke right now is um, you guys get this shit sorted out before football season. Yeah, right? <laughs> That's my answer to everything. Oh. When's training camp start? August. Okay, well, you've got until then to get this thing under control. And then, and then all bets are off. <laughs> I don't know. So what are you up to now, Wes? What is new in your world? Oh, my gosh. Um, well, I wanted to get back into um, recording either podcasts or something along those lines. And every time I try to, something gets in the way. And I'm always told, you know, you're going to have to make time. You're going to have to schedule time. And I just, I just, there's always something. Right now, we've got the grandkids over every Oh, probably every two to three weeks. And after that, we spend the next 12 to 14 days laying around going, I'm so sore, I can't see straight, you know. Um, But that's, I've I've got some ideas, but I've always got some ideas. My biggest problem is just, is just getting, getting the time and the, the motivation to, to, you know, to push through it. But that's always been my problem. Because of the anxiousness, it's much easier to give up and shut down than it is to actually push through something. So um, still seeing a counselor, working through some of my junk, getting some new tools. That's that's always uh, interesting. I'm one of those 
weird people that looks forward to going to a therapist as, as opposed to avoiding them. I don't want to go to a regular doctor, you know, just for a checkup. That that drives me nuts. But uh, therapy is is something that I'm really engaging in, and and uh, addiction recovery is something I've kind of gotten back into. But that's more here locally rather than online. So um, just kind of waiting to see what happens next, you know. And maybe now would be a good time to jump back into it because. Um, Maybe people need distraction, you know, and positive distraction or at least neutral distraction where something's yeah. not constantly negative. But how about have, you guys? I've seen you mentioned that I've seen a few people talk about um, don't uh, or try not to think lockdown or whatever is finishing and you're going to go back to your old routine. This is your opportunity to create a new oh. routine because you're starting from nothing don't just exactly. go back to what you were doing before so it could be it could be a like you say a really good time to to give consideration to some of those things and, and try something different well and that's and that's true and and that right there kind of spikes my motivation a little bit and um you know like i've said in podcasts and online a million times my biggest my biggest detriment in life has always been anxiety but a lot of it is an anxiety based on fear of failure and then i kind of have to go well failure based on whose opinion failure based on what you know um so anyway i it's just you know it's just i've always got a million uh ideas in my head i just need to land on one and move forward rather than going oh no no see it would have been better if i would have went with this idea ah let me jump tracks and i'll go you know that's just mm -hmm. it's like i can be organized at work i can be organized somewhat in my garage <laughs> <you know? laughs> but but when it comes to organizing my thoughts oh forget it i'm done yeah but no and i do i do continue to just kind of plug away on those ideas and and um and I appreciate what you say, Mike, because that that helps that helps get a little bit of reality into my head as opposed to just the negative self-talk that's floating around in there now. And I didn't realize how bad it, I was at negative self-talk until I started going to therapy and the mm -hmm. counselor will catch me two or three times a session going, ah, 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 there you go again. And I'm like, what? What did I say? And then she'll walk me back and show me what I said. And it's like but I was just joking. And she's like, yeah, but you, you know, there's self deprecating yeah. hum humor. And then there is just negative self talk. And I, I did not realize how guilty of it. I, uh, I was. So, so yeah, that's what's going on. And, uh, uh, what's coming up on for you guys. What's your big project right now? If you can share, if you feel comfortable. Well, Mike's getting married. So what else you got, Mike? <laughs> yeah, he's going to leave us. We're going to try and schedule a podcast, and he'll be still on my honeymoon. You know, check, <laughs> check back with me in two months. Oh dear, yeah, we're we're um, yeah, we're looking at, at plans for for the wedding. Um, I've I've got the the mental health blog awards. Yes. Uh, end of next month um so really looking forward to that it's we're going to be online for the first time um obviously because of the current situation so it's looking um at kind of how much of that can be sort of taken away and used hopefully next year 
Um, I'm also looking at probably after this year building up a bit more of a support network with it because it's just it's got to the stage where it's doing really well which is ace um but it's just it's too much for me to take on with some of the other stuff i do as well so Mm. again kind of similar to what you were mentioning before with having multiple different ideas and tasks uh, Mm -hmm. that kind of get to the stage where it's like you can't or i feel like i can't be all in on so many different things um so it's trying to put a few people actions in place to sort of protect those things to to continue to run not necessarily without me but with maybe a little bit less input from me Hmm. cool well yeah in a way that's kind of a good problem to have the only thing we know for sure is that you're the right man for the job (laughs) yes definitely (laughs) Well, yeah. hopefully the wedding part. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Well, for that part of it. I was gonna say you better be. Or we're gonna have to have we're gonna have much more long, in-depth conversations. Otherwise. Oh dear. How about Matt? How about Matt? Um. Well, Matt has been keeping busy. Um. I have, uh, you know, um, the uh, foundation I work for. Uh, CPTSD Foundation Complex Post Traumatic Stress Disorder that is growing. Uh, there's been a big uh, uptick, or uh, uptick, yes, in people needing assistance and looking for help and resources, and um, you know, so that's been quite busy. You know, bringing on uh, new members and um, you know, keeping busy with with uh, the 501c3 status that we got earlier this year. So you know, we're working on raising funds and uh, you know, trying to do things to help the foundation. So. I'm heavily involved in that, uh, still doing my uh, private coaching work. Um, I literally, uh, about, I think in February of this year, I took a part-time job on the weekends to literally get out of the house because I was at home so much. I needed to get out of the house for a while just for a change of scenery. So I took a little like fun part-time job just to be around people and be around an environment that I enjoy and kind of just get me away from my computer for a while because I was... I was watching my, you know, like the app on my iPhone that tells you your screen time. And I'm like, God in heaven, like I need to get away from my computer. So, (laughs) so I I realized I'm like, okay, how do I do that? Well, I go to a place where I'm either not on on a computer very much, or I can at least walk around more than what I'm doing. So I've enjoyed that just to get out of the house on Saturdays and Sundays, which is where I'm heading in about 10 minutes. Um, But yeah, so, so that's good. But other than that, um, family is, is, um, uh, all, all doing well. My youngest son has about, as we are recording this about a month and a half before he ships out to boot camp. So we are, yeah, he just graduated high school about two weeks ago through his virtual graduation, uh, which went about as well as, as could be expected, but he had a good time. And so we're going to plan like a big kind of uh, ship out party for him, uh, towards the end of July, but. So that's going to be an emotional time. I have no idea how I'm going to handle it. Like I'm probably going to be a basket case, but you know that's just the way it is. So, but you know we're proud of him for that and all that. And it, it's something he's looking forward to, although he's getting more nervous by the minute. I think because he has no idea what to expect. But right. so that's kind of keeping us busy and everything, and trying to spend time with the kids when he can't really go anywhere and, and that kind of stuff. So overall, um, things are going about. I, I would I would imagine as well as can be expected. Um, so I, I, I can't complain in that. And well, I mean, I can't complain and I do complain. I'm just trying not to. <laughs> <laughs> well, as we wrap it up here, what I wanted to say was that, that what I hear from, from both of you guys in one or more aspects of your life, there's networking going on that is centered around 
what you guys are so so passionate about when it comes to mental health and it's so encouraging to hear that people are getting connected and people are getting interested in and what that says to me is they're going here's a group that will understand and they begin to 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 move out of some of that internal isolation that we talk about during normal circumstances um and that's that's encouraging to me that's that's cool to know that that people are recognizing hey i can i can get involved i want to join up i want to be part of this that's that's cool so keep up the good work tell everybody where you guys can be found do I go first? I can never remember. Yes. Well, well, yeah. Usually it's West, but he just talks into Mike. So I'm like, yeah. I know. I really got to get past that. I'm the middle one. <laughs> well, you're the furthest away. Okay. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, as always, um, you can find me over at mikesopenjournal.com or at Mike underscore Douglas underscore. Uh, we've got fairly regular-ish blog post going up. <laughs> at the moment just because there's nothing else to do really so i'm actually sitting down and doing some writing um and then the the podcast episodes are kind of between every week and every other week and there's been oh yeah quite a a, a range of different new guests over the last couple of months so it's been really good to talk with a few different people um and actually hear about different projects and campaigns that are going on despite the current um situation fantastic that's good mike Matt, jeez, <laughs> more you coffee. Can find me. <laughs> yeah, more coffee, Matt. More coffee. More coffee. Definitely. Maybe less. Maybe less is. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Maybe less. <laughs> maybe. Maybe I shouldn't have drank that last five cups. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can find me. Just go to beyondyourpast.com. That's my coaching website. You can get in contact with me there. There's a link to the podcast. Um, my co-host and I have been brainstorming some new ideas of how we can move forward we're changing the format up just a bit always focused on mental health but changing up the format a bit so um that's kind of an ongoing talk so you can find all the 180 plus episodes at afterpastorradio.com um but yeah just get in touch with me if you if you ever want to chat or hang out or just reach out and say hello sweet and as always you guys can find me at uh, west a1966 on twitter and I can direct you to these two <laughs> and many, many others because uh, we love what they do. And um, yeah, they're just cool to hang out with. Guys, it's been a pleasure. It's been one of the uh, one of the highlights of my week because I virtually get to chat with two other guys. So um, I appreciate you. And now you guys stay safe. Wear your masks. If you're supposed to, unless they don't think you should, because maybe you, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> any parting thoughts, or should I just say goodbye? Just say goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, take care. All right, guys. Yep, see y'all. These are real people. They do have struggles. And it starts to get on my nerves. I just shut down. So many people suffer from mental illness. To get the word out that men have got to start talking. So I told everything and her face dropped. 
a lot of people don't understand the depth of the situation, so mm -hmm. they can't appreciate, yeah. It's difficult dealing with our minds, and the suicidal thoughts were back. People knew that there was something not right, but they just never really said anything or probably felt like it wasn't their place to say anything. You're not depressed, it's, it's all in your head. That's probably the statement I've had people say the most. I mean, this, this, this shit is real and it's hard, it's exhausting. And I don't think people realise how helpful that one conversation can be just to figure out why you are feeling the way you are. Not only did this help me to write it, mm. it potentially might have helped some other people as well. So it sort of started from there. So many people think they're alone. And then you hear other people talk about it and they think, oh, that's, you know, that's so brave or I could relate to that. Um, and then they want to talk about it.